Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, June 7th. Kyle's got his hat backwards already. That's how you know we're working. Today, we're talking about Tesla skirt laws, GMC, no profit EVs, and service department book clubs. Everywhere I go, the book really clubs. Who I almost didn't get that out. Oh, yeah. You were trying to, you were trying to be it. like me yesterday. But I got it. I got it. Did it. I felt good about it. <laughs> All right. So I love it. Today, Today, if you if you didn't know, we have a couple other podcasts out in the world, and there's a podcast called the Amplify Podcast that we recorded on site at the Reuters events, uh, the Reuters Automotive Retail event in partnership with Reuters Events. And today's guest is an extra special one. It's Jennifer Colstad, the brand and oh, what what what's her title now? It's like lead, global global brand and design director, correct? And design director for yeah. Ford. And, Just a wee bit of a title. And, you know, we, when we sat down to do the podcast, we kind of connected out of the gate because she would, if we had pins, we should get pins. We would send her a troublemaker pin. <laughs> Full stop troublemaker. No <laughs> doubt. Yeah. You know, you, some like, you always kind the of, auto industry too, which is. Yeah. She came from outside the, the auto industry. You always kind of like have this feeling that people with big titles and big places, you know, with big publicly traded companies kind of got to put it on and just kind of like show up and say the words. But she like comes in, throws a couple punches, talks about what really is going to happen, what she wants to see happen, how she sees the world. And I love that we get the opportunity to kind of give people the space to, to say and mm -hmm. be about those things. So you got to go check it out. Amplify. Go check all the all the podcast platforms. Yeah, Amplify by Asodu probably gets you there a little faster. A couple of things that have Amplify in the title. Amplify by Asodu. Um, also, a week from today, one week Woo! from today, we Whoa. are going to be in Atlanta at the Buckhead Theater, bringing you mm. as much fire as we've ever brought anywhere for Asodu Live tonight. It is going to be this combined event that starts at 6 p.m. Um, it's going to be a live screening of more than cards. Well, obviously, the way we do it, red carpet, step and repeat, Photos, food, All the drinks, and then live screening of more than cars, and then a brand new live tonight show with the band on the stage and oh. Cirillo on the stage and all kinds of guests. Um, this is our, this is probably our biggest guest list we've had. Maybe we got. This I mean, is, this is going to be a nuts show. It's just if you're anywhere near Atlanta or in California, you should be there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and if you're a dealer, or you work for a dealer, we'll let you in for free. Because we want to make sure that you get in there. Actually, if you're an industry partner and you fly in from California and we want to see the receipts, we'll let you in for free too. There it is. Bring <laughs> it. Come on. Uh, so please Bring them go Bring to so2x.com. Make sure you see, uh, get the tickets so you can get in. Uh, we got, we got some good space, but this one's going to be full. So, but, but it's going to be for a reason. There's going to be more giveaways. There's going to be new bits that we're doing, working on. A dealer goes down to Georgia. You, yeah, well, We'll do a thing. All right, let's get into some news. So um, today, or maybe yesterday, we found out Tesla's landmark partnership with the Oneida Indian Nation in upstate New York will see the establishment of its first direct sales uh, outlet in upstate New York, expanding their reach outside New York City significantly. The showroom is set to open in 2025. Uh, it's going to boost access to EVs and charging infrastructure. Um, you know, obviously that push towards green solutions. Now, uh, the Oneida Indian nation, it is, um, a sovereign nation. So that's where, you know, these are all across the country. Wow. They're not, uh, U S territory officially. And so it's definitely not New York state territory. Um, but it provides a legal framework 
for Tesla to expand into New York, not needing to sell dealers or not needing to sell cars through a dealership. So it's basically they're going to be Yo. selling Teslas. <laughs> They're going to be selling marijuana. They're going to be having casinos, <laughs> cigarettes for no taxes, and cheap gas. Yo, like, talk about <laughs> some troublemaking. Going um, green. Tesla's <laughs> coming in being Omri in New York State. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, for one, like, you just got to give them a little clap, right? Because... Thinking outside the box, going after a way to get, to find business and new business Always opportunities that many people just haven't thought about. Um, they're going to be able to deliver pre-order vehicles right from the site, um, you know, and 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 they'll be able to do it like from a casino while the showroom is under construction. So, like all all in all, they found a way. Unbelievable! They found a way. They got in. They figured it out. They're going to have they they get to announce a partnership with an Indian nation. Just it. Well, it here's some more details about like what I know, because it's in my it's region. So smart. This is not this actually isn't that far from my house. So I can get there in about 35 minutes from my Amazing. house. It's on the New York State through, which basically connects Albany, Syracuse, Rochester and Buffalo straight across. And so it's in a real strategic location in the state. It's kind of in the center. But there's also a service center going up for an electric vehicle service center going up in Syracuse that the developer won't talk about who it is. But if you look at the spec and you look at the plans, you know, it, it's, it's going to be, be Tesla. Yeah. So they really are figuring out a way to kind of infiltrate the sales network. Um, I, strangely, well, not strangely, but the taxes that would be paid, here's part of the deal. The taxes that typically would be paid on, on a vehicle sale, they're not off the hook. The taxes will actually go to the Oneida and Indian nation toward developmental programs like developing their young and education and training. So that's obviously a good deal. It's going to work okay. out for them. And the flip side is the county taxes though, are still going to go to the county it's located in. So no local municipality is going to miss out on the revenue. So kind of savvy about the way they're going about. This. I'm just so mad about how good it is. You know? Yeah. I, I almost can't be mad. Hurt so about bad. How good it is. Yep. Yep. So, um, but as, like you said, um, they are going to be starting to deliver pre-ordered vehicles from just like from the casino, I'm sure not the casino floor, but right from the casino, uh, I think pretty close to immediately. So I don't know, maybe when it goes up, uh, I'll head over there with a microphone and Take uh, a little, trip. little camera and we'll ask a couple people a few questions. Speaking of asking people a few questions. Segway. Uh, GM CEO Mary Barra has stated that she doesn't foresee profitable electric cars in the 30 that are sold in the 30 to 40 thousand dollar range until the end of the decade or perhaps even later she acknowledged that tesla currently leads ev technology profitability and scale but believes the lead is not permanent and gm can catch up she mentioned ev battery costs as being a main contributor in the reason those vehicles are not going to get to profitability until those costs come down um you know i have some questions <laughs> I got questions. <laughs> I have some questions when I hear all that. And I, you know, I'm, it's, it's interesting because it's like we literally just covered the story where Tesla now has a vehicle based on their, uh, based on the fact that they can, they uh, get the full tax incentive, which is unconfirmed by the US government, I found out today thus Fair. far. But still, they get in that range. So, are you saying the bulk isn't profitable at all? That's what they're saying. 
Yeah, like that a 26.5 bolt is not profitable. And maybe that's, you know, due to recent changes in, in battery, battery infrastructure and yeah. the ability to, to get battery tech. Um, but they, they, you know, they're trying to get the Equinox around, around the 30 grand range as well. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. I just, I can't imagine that we would go another, what, seven years on this EV trajectory and legacy manufacturers not find a way to become profitable on a vehicle in the highest <laughs> price band of all buyers. Like, no, there's not, no way we oh, get any scale of mass adoption if that doesn't happen. Well, I mean, what? Who was it that we were just talking about earlier? I think it was earlier last week, and they were they set a target where like the profit parity to a, an ICE engine was like not that far away. Who was it? Wasn't wasn't no 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 yeah profit parity wouldn't happen until 2030. That was uh, that was uh, actually Ford. Ford. Jim Farley said that a couple of days ago. Right. Yeah. The, so in the whole in the whole division, though, maybe maybe it's right. the specific price band. I don't know. So it, I mean, it's it's really. I mean, the, the writer of this article in Electric, Electric, he's he he doesn't think that that's the case. He said people are absolutely going to figure this out. It's just I'm, I wonder what spurred the comments, right? Like, is it a is it a public relations play? Like, I don't well, know. It just is. Yeah. It's a tough thing. It's like I said, I have questions. I have questions. I got questions. <laughs> We're not sure about the answers, but it's clear that the timeline on electric vehicles is a lot longer than maybe a lot of people thought. And we're starting to sense, you know, a little bit of trepidation uh, in in some of the, the legacy manufacturers. So we'll see what kind of the future holds for that. Uh, speaking of having the, future, the answers, oh. having the answers, Segway. future's good, too. Yeah, building current and future leaders is a big is a is a big piece of what we see as the opportunity in dealerships and service departments are finding increased efficiency and revenue through unique approach. Book clubs, Sherwood Ford in Alberta and Shaheen Chev Chevrolet in Michigan, both have implemented reading programs with much success. Uh, at Shaheen, team leaders read Extreme Ownership Let's by Dr. Willink. Great right, book. Right back here. Uh, one chapter at a time. Yeah, each writing a synopsis and discussing how they can apply the principles. Um, so uh, basically, one service advisor's a service repair order work would jump 23% in one quarter. Come on. After implementing some of the ideas. How about that? Yeah. The, uh, you can take your software somewhere else, right? Yeah, it's just like extreme leadership, taking ownership of, of what your... Like what your corner is, oh, I love this. Story. Leads to a twenty-three percent jump, and like that person is saying, that's why it happened. Uh, Brad M uh, Milliken, the assistant service manager, said all team leaders saw similar improvements in their metrics after implementing concepts from the book, and we went around handling uh, around two upset customers a day to one per week. <laughs> like. I'm going to hold the book up so people can just I, see. It. I just, if you, <laughs> if you can imagine the time spent and lost on handling two upset customers a day to only having to handle one, oh, not even a the week. time, the revenue, the reviews, the things they're saying to their friends, the repeat business. Good yep. night. I'm like, <sighs> this is, this is where, you know, when people say, talk about like, oh, that mindset stuff. I don't buy it. It's a bunch of internet frou-frou, whatever. Like, no. it legit works. When you do it in a way 
that makes it a part of your culture. I think that's a well, big part. Well, it's a part of the culture. It's a part of the community. Everybody's talking about it. It's not just one person like red extreme ownership. I'm going to win. It's like everybody is looking and talking and thinking about things in the same way. This is where community co collaboration for learning is so key. Um, the other team that we that we mentioned, the team at Sherwood, reading isn't mandatory, but employees are actually paid to read. Um, and then <laughs> the employees such a can smart actually get manager, dealer, principal who from put an that office in. library. Yeah, like they're paid five to ten bucks for just a short book, and longer books you can get paid more. Uh, they have to write a little summary and are invited to join a, a service advisors meeting uh, that that discusses some of the book, like. How cool is that? Like bonus structures on reading mm. guys. That is literally changing people's livelihoods at like this it. point. Bonus uh, structures that change more than just like, did you sell a car or did your service increase today? It's going to reap way more benefits for your business model. And the cool thing about stuff like this is that it translates right across from their professional life to their personal life, right? If you train someone on a walk around or, or like how to work the software better, you can do all that stuff, but it typically stays at the job and at the workplace. Yep. When you do something that improves someone's attitude, mindset, uh, the skills they have in inside of them and their emotional state to manage situations and Critical handle life. thinking, all you, of that. Yeah. You don't think that that translates extreme ownership into your relationships into your fitness, into your health. Like it translates into yes. all of it, which is why I love this because when you help someone improve their life, guess what? They happen to be more excited about coming to work at the place that's helping them improve their life. And when you normalize that across the a culture, when your culture becomes, oh, all of us, well, we think in terms of owning the situation, it gets so much better for everyone. I love this story so much. I'm glad that I love glad this we found story. It. We're Kudos. gonna have to dig into this a little bit more. I need to know more about this. I know. I gotta know these service managers and these people that are putting this in. I would say, like, if you're not thinking about education as more than just what you're training on the specific role and responsibility of your people, uh, then start thinking again and start training your people and, and growing your people outside of their career. I think we're gonna do a Soda book club. We've been talking about it. Oh, for a book might. coming up. We're, talking about it. we're gonna leave that, but stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, whatever you're doing today, uh, we hope you're taking some extreme ownership for your little corner of the automotive world. And when we all do that together, guess what? It gets a lot better and other people start wanting to be a part of it too.